Hey, welcome back to episode 173 of the Collector's Quest podcast. On this episode, we're talking about what you can do when you finish your set, whether it's a console set, a publisher set, a series set, how you can spend more money on the set, how you can make the set better, or things you could do without money to continue enjoying the hobby without spending more money. You know, just enjoy the things you have, maybe help out the community. So give us five stars on iTunes, check out the Patreon, like, comment, subscribe, tell your mom about the show, and let's go. Oh, and the intro music has been remastered, so it should sound a little better. Thank you again to Ape-Bit Music, A-P-E-Bit.bandcamp.com. back to another episode of Collector's Quest. I'm Tyler here with Johnny and Stefan. What's going on, guys? Tyler, I was just trying to find your uh, that thing you said on Facebook the other day about uh, when people were equating shrink wrap to art. And <laughs> you, you, you had a beautiful quote, and I wanted to bring it up on the show because like, it really, really hit me hard. And I told you that because I said that made me really erect. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I wrote that for you. So, uh, <laughs> yes. I could tell. And now I can't find it, and I'm sad. Are you serious? Did people really try to equate shrink wrap to art? Well, they they tried to try to equate the like you know historical value of of a shrink wrapped game to art, right? Um, this was over the the Mario sixty four sale. Surprise, surprise. It was to yeah, paraphrase well, Johnny. Someone basically said that like it was a post complaining about people complaining about graded games because guess what? Until the end of time, people are going to complain about graded games. And uh, they said that uh, once you encapsulate a mint condition game, it basically becomes a piece of art. And yeah. I, I, I put every every like, art collector in the room bristled. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, and like a main thing in like the art community is that if you have a piece, you are literally the only person on Earth that has that. Like, I don't care if it's the best condition Super Mario 64 on planet Earth. And you could say you're the only one who has that in that condition. You can still spend $100 and get a complete box Mario 64. No one can get Stefan's Castlevania Nintendo Power art that the artist hates. No one can have <laughs> that, that except true. for Stefan. Well, but when you put it in a piece of plastic, you know, it, then it elevates. It's, it's very much like Catholicism where <laughs> you, where transcendence happen and, you know, you eat the wafer, it becomes the body. Oh God, what's the... Man, yeah. my Catholicism is failing me. Uh, it's been so long. Anyways, you the wafer becomes the body, uh, yeah. and then you know, that's yeah. yeah. So it that's what happens with games when you put them in a water case. And <laughs> to be clear, my post was not shitting on like if people want to spend a hundred thousand dollars on a copy of anything, like go ahead. Sure. I'm just saying it's not any more art than a complete in box copy. No, also, no, it doesn't make it art. That's what that's the joke. It it doesn't become a new object. Get out yeah. of here. Yeah. Uh, also, I brought up the $144,000 Tomb Raider. This was three days ago, because since that sale, like, every single day I wake up and I'm like, someone bought a copy of Tomb Raider for $144,000. That, like, wasn't even mint. And I can't get it out of my head, Johnny. Like, there's, like, someone spent a million dollars on a couple games, but this Tomb Raider is just, like, blowing my mind over here. <laughs> Tomb Raider's the one that's got you stuck. A hundred percent. That Don't FF7 wasn't said. great either, right? Like, wasn't that, there was, that was also problematic. As I recall, what was the Final Fantasy VII? Didn't that have like 
issues too on the it, it had, like, it, it had issues, issues and it was not like an early print it's a later print who cares yeah <laughs> i do I, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, Every who cares video in terms of, like, that puts it into a water case? <laughs> the people buying games right now don't care about variants. This isn't variants. These are prints. I like how Tyler Remember? was just like, Tomb Raider has been keeping me up at night every night for a week, Johnny. And then he's like, who cares about Final Fantasy VII? Who cares about Final Fantasy VII, Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> also, you're like, these are variants. No, these are different prints. Remember, we're in the world of... It's not variants now. They're different prints. And what you All want variants, is the first print, Tyler. No, no, straight, Tyler. Tyler. Yeah. What? You are, you're lying to yourself. I'm you're not, lying to yourself. We don't know the first print. This stuff we is can, art. We could guess. <laughs> we can guess the first print. And then when people start saying like second print, third print, it's like they're not the same print run. There were probably 10 print runs of the first print. And we just can't tell them apart because they're all the same. We don't yeah. know what days the factory was churning jewel cases off the line. Yeah, because I guarantee you at some point they stopped and then did something else and started again. There are probably identical variants from different factories that, it, like, with a jeweler's oh, now loop, you maybe you factories? can tell them apart. Now you care about factories? Oh, my yeah, get God. Get out of here. I've been talking about factories forever. No one cares, Tyler. Now you want to bring them up as evidence? GTFO. Man, Johnny, it's like you only can care about this super minutiae stuff after you've Maybe bought every single other PlayStation game. Man, I, I really tried. I couldn't think. I was trying to think of a, a way to segue this on the fly. <laughs> oh, transubstantiation. It's transubstantiation. The, the process that turns uh, the bread into the body. Oh, I was like, what the? <laughs> I was like, is Johnny what? having a stroke? <laughs> yes, like you know when you remember, like your brain has been silently working on something and then just yeah. spits it out. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, there you go. That sounds like a perfect segue. Uh, <laughs> let, let's transubstantiate this conversation into something else. Uh, let's make it about the episode topic. How about that? Which is, um, guys. We're all there, right? We're almost, Stefan's there. You and I are almost there, Tyler. We're almost done collecting. So what happens when you're done? And that's what I want to talk about today. So there's a lot of things that happen. People think, oh, when you're done collecting, I get this question a lot. When you're done collecting, what are you going to do? You're never done. You're never, ever done is the truth. Yeah. Uh, but if you were, there are ways to improve your collection. Like if you were a very dedicated Super Nintendo collector, we're going to talk to you, or any system collector, we're going to talk to you about things you could do once you finished the set, your subset, whatever it is. Uh, like, what are the next steps? Like, where do you go from here now that the uh, all the check boxes, the initial check boxes are checked? What are all the sub check boxes you can start going through? Or, you know, you could just sit back, relax, and enjoy the thing you own and never think about that again, nope. which has never, ever happened zero times. Zero times. Zero times. You will always figure out a way to not be done. That's the truth, right? When you get to that, when you get to that point, uh, you'll always, you'll always find a way to not be done. Yeah, it, it's the, being done is a bullshit mirage and you're like thirsting for water. You're like, you're the cartoon character. You're out there in the distance and you see, you see the oasis. That That's what done is. It's bullshit. It, do, it does not exist. It's not there. You think you go, you'll get there and you're like, ah, oh, it's nothing but sand. I should buy more games. Yeah. Because so. even like, even when, because you know, this happened to me a couple of times when I felt like I hit the definition of done it happened to me with the ninja turtles it happened to me with you know several of my sets where it's just like you 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 get to the top of the mountain and then there's no more appeal there or that or it's not like it 
the 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 endorphin once the endorphin rush fades of like yes i'm done with this thing then now and you have that now what scenario even if you say okay i'm just gonna like get rid of all the stuff and start over or get rid of this stuff and not start over that's still a way of not being done right obviously that's like the extreme way of not being done now you have to now you're at zero again right so like even if you do choose to sell everything off that's still that is still a way for you to not be done with your collecting yeah so yeah we're we're just going to talk about that. We It's not like strict form. I don't have like five things to do now that you're done collecting. That's not what this is. We have uh, no notes. We're, it's we're, chaos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're just going to talk through uh, our live thoughts on this, hand them down to you. And you may have other thoughts and you can come back to us and tell us things you did when you were, uh, air quotes, done um, <laughs> to keep spending money on video games or whatever collection it was. So I have some examples. Tyler has some examples. Stefan has some. Tyler. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? How do you want to go? Well, I want to start out by saying, Johnny, uh, first of all, you said set collecting is dead. And this doesn't even have to be just console sets. It could just be whatever set is, you It can be, to be subsets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be anything. Like, I collect only the Marios. Good luck on that. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm I'm going for, like, a Shigeru Miyamoto set and, and Mario sets of some of this, like, super obscure stuff, Johnny. Uh, and it's just... It just new stuff all the time you want to talk to me about the what's a cool computer the the sharp mz 2200 is there a copy of mario bros special on it johnny i don't remember but there might be (laughs) fucking you guys think you own every whoever thinks they own every mario game they don't holy shit wrong super (laughs) wrong you are so wrong uh johnny uh one set collecting dead uh did you see the stadium events that went for 30 grand on ebay did we talk about that already we mm. talked about it privately, but we did not talk about it on show. Oh, well, so after after 14 grand, which is like about like probably a little bit more than that is what a stadium events is worth right now, because the ones yeah. on Heritage were both in nice shape and went for like 20 and 30 grand. This was a, a 7.0 for whatever a grade matters on a stadium events cart. Uh, it went for 30 grand, which immediately I was like, holy fuck, set collecting is not dead, Johnny. Uh, but seller doesn't have feedback yet. And last someone reached out to the buyer, the... Uh, last time I reached out to the seller, the buyer had not paid. Could oh, there be some was, yeah, uh, market manipulation in the market, Johnny? Oh, well. <laughs> or, or, you know, you know my, even, my, even maybe not even that insidious, though, right? Like, maybe it's, it could also just be trolling. That's that's the problem with using eBay as, yeah. as a metric, is that is that sometimes people just troll shit, especially when it's like, oh, in the wings of... Uh, a really expensive that you know the Mario sixty four you know in in the in the wake of record setting sales like yes there's going to be be people on the internet trolling right um so I mean it could be could be that as well and if you looked at the 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 bidding history on that auction too it was like someone with very high feedback battling with someone with very low feedback yeah so. And, like it's, I mean, it's and those and that could all be fake too that that could be that could be three different accounts by the same person yeah. Right. It's just so weird. I, I'm, I think the really low feedback one is the one who won it, which makes sense because if you were going to bid that up as like a joke or market manipulation, you would want your worthless you account to win it, right? Yeah, um, exactly. Didn't you say you were done? You you were like saying like you're you're winding down. You basically have everything you'd ever want, right? You're done with collecting. You're not buying any more Game Boy junk. Is it? Oh yeah, no, I Tyler, I've said that a hundred times. I told you, it's, I'm never done. There's there is no end. I'm I'm the best case example. I'm going to be able to give you examples of everything that you've ever done because I've done it a hundred times. Yeah, I mean, I've, even I've been, if, <laughs> even I've been done of, since 2008. 
That's right. The start of this episode, you're like, I'm almost done. <laughs> yeah. Almost done, guys. Just got to finish these three more sets, which, oh, that's weird because you were done, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. I and don't I remember what it was. I don't remember what the variant was, but like the three of us were talking the other day in on Facebook chat, and like uh, I think Tyler brought up a uh, it was either Wind Waker or Metroid Prime because both of those games have fucking crazy amounts of variants on the GameCube. Yep. But uh, but he brought up a, a, a variant of one of those, and and just you could just hear the like crestfallenness in Johnny, like <laughs> as he realized that he was like, oh fuck, there's another another variant of one of these two. Games uh, it that, was that I don't. Have. It wasn't on the show. It was that was in our chat when no, Tower yeah, showed on, a picture. Yeah, yeah. Tower showed a picture of Metroid with like Metroid Prime with uh, shitty block text instead of the Metroid oh. font oh, right. on the yeah, side. Was, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is this one? <laughs> it's yeah, not. I, so, like, I, do I we know what that like is? So, I, I want to tell no, our I listeners don't. about this. Uh, both me and Johnny want it, so we're probably screwing ourselves here. There's a weird but, ass... Okay, but hold on, hold okay. on, hold on, before you go into it. So, uh, to be on topic, things you can do when you are when you think you're done, <laughs> uh, start finding lame-ass variants you didn't know existed and start plugging away on that. Like this one. Like, And I have many variants. I've already been down the variant rabbit hole, have like four or five Metroid Primes, and here's a new one. So also that also that shit will will like sneak up on you. You don't even have to go finding it, right? Other people will find it for you. Like in this case, right? Tyler found it for Johnny, really, not for yeah, Johnny, but you'll like think you're yeah, done. You think you're done, and then immediately you'll you'll feel like a fucking asshole because because all this time you've been saying like, oh yeah, my set's done, and then someone is like, hey, but what about this? And then you're just like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just to fill our listeners in on what we are talking about, there is a Metroid Prime variant. I don't know if there's any differences on the front or the back. It looks largely the same if they're different at all, but the spine text is in just this plain black and white font um, as opposed to a normal Metroid Prime, which actually has the Metroid Prime logo on the spine. Uh, it, it sucks because like a lot of eBay listings don't show you the spine. So hopefully there's a way to right. find this without looking for the spine. But uh, it's a cool. One this to look is out like for. you find out a convention when you can like look at the spines. Yeah. Um, so I, I do have one theory because it was a Radio Shack box that came with like Metroid and like mid like one of the Midway like compilation packs like Midway One or whatever that was. Sure. Um, and the Metroid and like a like a weird controller, but it also came with the Metroid box. So I'm wondering if uh, it was like a weird the weird pack in with Radio Shack, like that everyone just assumed was the same, and then it actually isn't. Maybe somebody knows. Someone like Josh. There Byron, was probably. Uh, probably. I, I remember this was like a Nintendo Age thread, or maybe it was a video game stage thread that I learned this in like a long time ago. So people definitely know about this. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. We'll start. Go hunt for variants, and I'm gonna say it's because if you have already bought every single game and you're not just like making lists of theoretical things you might want to buy one day, you are better equipped than anyone to spot what is new and interesting and what you might have. Because, you know, when, like, five years ago I'm buying Genesis games, I'm just thinking, like, oh, I need a copy of uh, PGA Tour Golf 2. Now, if I'm looking at Genesis games, I'm like, look at that copy of PGA Tour Golf 2. It doesn't look like the one I have. So if you have already bought every game, you will have held every game in your hand and you will know what to look for. At least you'll have, like, an initial recognition of things that someone who's just making a list might not. I don't I don't know that I agree with that. Okay. Because I... Because... because. Uh, I think there's a, a after having like 
gone through putting together a set of something, especially a, a larger set. Like I feel like there's a certain amount of numbness that comes to that or comes with that, right? Like it's it, it's it's like mental fatigue of just like having gone sure, and, and looked at 10,000 games. No, I know, but I'm just saying as far as just like, oh yeah, like of the like, you know, three or four variants I already have, this is definitely the one I don't. Like I don't I don't know that I would have had you know, been no, but I, I've been with no. So I'm gonna, I'll, I'm gonna erase your conversation because I've been with you while we were out hunting for Xbox games, and you were, we were at, um, what's the place by Nickelodeon, uh, Game uh, Realms? Yeah, Game, game Realms. Realms. So we were there and we were picking up Xbox games, and then I forget what game it was, but you looked at it and you're like, this isn't the the one I have. This one looks slightly different, and you like ponder, and it's not gonna happen with every game. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, yeah, well, I, I'm not well, you're, significant you're going variants, to be fine, more, but like Yeah, well that's I mean, with Genesis there's a lot of significant variants. Like this one has a pog in it. Um so what we're I think what Tyler's point is, you're like it's not gonna be for every game, but you are going to be more capable to recognize when there is a difference than other people who haven't like held a bunch of games. Also, if you've already completed a set of something like Genesis games, that means you've gone through a lot of Genesis games. You know what you're looking for. Like, you know, start to know case types. You, you know, things about the set that you don't even realize that, you know, because I guess it's just because I'm, I'm also the guy that, and not everyone is like this, but I'm also the guy who like needs a list on hand so badly t- because he's bought seven of the same game over and over again. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, I mean, uh, even me with all my crazy lists, like how many, like most of my doubles piles because I bought it twice on X. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That, so, that's I mean, what I. Still... That's what I was getting at. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you're looking for like hardcore variant, if you're like looking for variants, like you've got to be Dan Gomez looking at the backs of cases being like this Activision part number that no one ever looks at is like buried in the fine text on the back. A six changes to a seven. And that's okay. how you know the first print. Like you're not going to just notice that just by looking the at the fourth games. word in the third paragraph on yeah. the back is in italics. Exactly. Like the best way to find <laughs> that stuff is to specifically go out looking for it on eBay. But uh, I, yeah, I think, I think. You are well-equipped, at least, to find variants. What you should do to take advantage of this, if you're, like, done with the GameCube set, set up a save search for Nintendo GameCube. Look at every single thing listed that's Nintendo GameCube. There's going to be a lot of garbage, uh, but you will be the one who will be like, whoa, that looks weird. What is that? And that's how, like, I know people with Xbox do that, and they find some cool stuff, so... Yep, I have I, I I have a hot a hot tip that I was just thinking about because it's like foiled me a couple times, and I know that it's foiled you a couple times, Johnny. Uh, the first thing, very first thing, you should do when you finish a set and you're like you've hit the definition of done. Double check. <laughs> oh God, we should have started with this one. <laughs> yeah, Make, yeah, that's yeah. The, the literally the first thing you holy, should do. Holy holy <laughs> shit! Double check. Uh, I had finished uh, the NES set. For, I, it had been done for years, years and years and years. My sister comes over and she's like, and and Rad Racer was one of the most, especially when you have a card only set, one of the most common games on the planet. And uh, so, but that as a kid was like our favorite game to play together. And so she comes over and she goes, so you got a copy of Rad Racer? And I was like, yeah, of course I do. And I go to the shelf. <laughs> Guess what's not fucking there? <laughs> I was like, I cannot believe I claimed to have the NES set for like three years at that point and didn't have Rad Racer. Yeah. You're like, here's Rad Racer 2. Does that count? No. How did you mess that up? So I 
when I finished <laughs> Ninja the Gaiden, NES set. No, okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I missed Ninja Gaiden Black somehow on my Xbox list. Like, I accidentally removed it as a duplicate at some point, and Johnny noticed it. And then when I finished my NES set, besides stadium events, I was missing, I think, Namco Pac-Man, which it makes sense. There's another Pac-Man. Something yeah. got lost in the shuffle, and I didn't have that one. How did you miss Rad which, Racer? What did you mix up there? <laughs> nothing. It just wasn't there. Oh, my God. Well, like we just, I, I mentioned this not too long ago. Game I was missing, I just completed my NES set in 2021, people. Just yeah. so you know, because I was missing, of all the games, Double Dribble. <laughs> you, That's a rough one. I had the box and the manual. <laughs> I just didn't have a cart. So, like, I picked up the box. I'm like, what is going on with Double Dribble here? Uh, and, like, and I had done that like two years ago with Solstice. I'm like, what? Like I keep opening box and be like, why do I not have a game in this box? What happened? So, um, so I, it happens. I have the same thing sometimes. So I, if I have a loose uh, box and manual, or if it's my only copy, sometimes I take the card out so I could just easily take it off the shelf and play it. And I'll put a Super Mario Duck Hunt in the box just to fill it up. So when I take a box off the shelf and it's empty, I get like that feeling in my stomach, like, oh fuck, why is this box empty? And like, it yeah. usually means I have to go buy a game for some reason. Yeah, with with the Super Nintendo, I did that with um, Yoshi Safari. Like, it's like, okay. I mean, not super obscure games either. These are just like games. And, and the Yoshi Safari one is because what's the other one? There's another Yoshi game. I'm like, oh, I got Yoshi, so I must have checked both of them. So, so nope, check. didn't have Yoshi good, Safari. Good tip. Yeah. Tip number yeah. two on our, sure. on our very well thought out list. Check. Make sure. That you Double actually check. have this set. Yeah. So don't let that be your first thing. Here's another thing you can do. So one, double checking. Two, go find some cool variants. And three, this is going to seem like pretty obvious, but sometimes, uh, and this is along with double checking, check for completeness. So here's the thing you can do. You might have bought a game like it was just a phenomenal deal. It had the manual, the box, the cart, but maybe it had an insert you care about. Maybe you care about red card, reg cards. Some people don't, but if you decided you did, you can start to search for making sure your games are complete all the way. You can start to add baggies to games. You can start to find all the appropriate advertising material. And the big one, double check for posters because so many games, like more games than you think, came with posters. That's all I know is whatever you think, especially on Super Nintendo, whatever amount of posters you think came with games, it is more than what you were thinking. Uh, so you were probably missing a bunch of posters. So you can go and you like, yeah, you can say your game is CIB as in, you know, cart instructions box, but here's your, your chance to make it uh, CIB as in complete. And so. you got to check your posters, too, because like there's identical posters with different part numbers or different copyright dates. Especially unlike NES, there are like some inserts, like the Tidal Wave insert. It's like a dash five for little Samson, but you could find oh God, the really? same exact insert with a different number at the end, and it'll be mispaired with little Samsons because people want to pretend it's complete. Really, it's the wrong one. Or like black box games, like the matte sticker ones came with a, a Rob poster with a 1985 copyright date. Like those aren't the hardest things in the world to find, but... Later Rob posters are obviously easier to find, so someone might have paired the wrong uh, poster with your game. I hate posters. I hate inserts, Johnny. Uh, Me too. Like, I, I try to get everything 100% complete now because I hate dealing with this, but literally for the rest of my life, I will be buying random shit for my Genesis set. 
because uh, it is yeah, like that. It's quote unquote complete in box, but I have games in that collection that are that I've owned for almost my entire life. That you know, what, guess what? what? I probably lost a registration card. Probably lost a poster. So uh, I'm just gonna have to keep going back and, and finishing everything in that. Yeah. So Tyler was what Tyler's like. Yeah, he's done with his Genesis set, but he'll never ever be done. This is what we're talking about. Things you can keep doing, like ways to. And these things, these aren't bad things. The more you're like, oh, this is really tedious. If you if you think it's too tedious, don't do it. You don't have to do any of this. These are just things you can do. But they will also add value to your games because, Tyler, how much more of a premium will you pay for something you know is 100% complete versus just something that's a cart, instruction, and box? Anything, pay a premium, right? I mean, I'll I'll pay a premium for that. I don't know that like some t- like the whole reason I'm in this situation is because I sometimes cheaped out. Like usually yeah. I won't pay like more than double f- just to get like a registration card or something. I'm like, come on, that's a little ridiculous. I'll, I'll go find it later. But then that later is like, OK, I'm done with the set. Everything is twice as expensive as it used to be. Go find that registration card. <laughs> Yeah, you're like this registration card only cost me thirty dollars when I paid twenty five for just the the box and cart and instructions. Damn it! Yep. I also, up. like, I feel like you're spending at that point you're spending a disproportionate amount of your time on things that aren't as fun to collect. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, like I had one of my, one of the like the great reliefs of uh, getting rid of my uh, Genesis set when I did was that I think I was missing like, you know, 60 some odd manuals. And then just that, like <laughs> that realization that I didn't have to find 60 manuals anymore was, <laughs> was, was nice. Um, but, uh, but yeah, cause I mean, I don't mind, you know, set hunting, set hunting is fun, right? I don't mind going and, and looking for games, but like when it's just like, Oh, now I have to find 35 registration cards or now I have to look for posters with, mismatched part numbers that's no thanks like and and that's 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 gonna take you more time uh than it did to find the game right obviously so like that you know spending more time on things that are not as fun to look for yeah yeah i mean and it might be like those are extreme cases but there's probably times along the way i know lots of you collectors missed a manual here and there myself included or you didn't care at the time so you go go pick up your manuals just or got the like value do. manual instead of yeah. the regular manual or vice versa. Like yeah, just go ahead and like you can just go ahead and just make your stuff extra complete, extra nice. Um, you know, those are things you can do. Uh, I know Stephen for sure. Do- I was going to say I know for sure some of my CIB games have like Majesco manuals that shouldn't or vice versa. Oh my like, god, Stefan, that is the yeah. worst. Having the wrong thing is worse than not having the thing. Stop. You're you're causing chaos <laughs> in your collection. <laughs> Stefan, yeah, Stefan, do you have another tip? What was another thing you can do? Once you've completed the set, uh, this is sort of tangentially related to to set collecting, but it's something that this, this is the path I mean, that we, I we say we say set, but whatever you're collecting, whatever, sure, yeah, whatever you're collecting, whatever your done boxes. Uh, you know, one one of the things that I did, uh, and and y'all probably saw that as I went through it on Instagram, was really focused on the presentation of my sets. So not necessarily going back and like upgrading the collection specifically, but upgrading the environment in which the collection is in. Be that like, you know, actually renovating a game room or, uh, you know, going and finding vintage displays or, you know, up- upgrading your shelving game, right? Uh, to-, to make it present better. So that's better something lighting. that, yeah, better, you know. yeah, better, better lighting. Even like, you know, I bought a dehumidifier. That's part of it too, right? Like just like, you know, any anything, there's a, there's a lot of things that you can do uh, to to 
upgrade the presentation and uh, like the the preservation aspects of of your your collections and your game rooms or your toy rooms or what have you um so that's something that i i poured a lot of time and money into uh and without without buying a single game right what? um so that's that's something that that's that's definitely something that that you can spend your time doing uh and it will take up a lot of your time so uh, that's a there's a there's a hot tip for you right there do you know what's an yeah, uh, I, an excellent way to increase your presentation skills uh, in your game room? It's uh, selling seven thousand games so you have space to display just all your best stuff. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, to to me, you know, the, Tyler's Tyler is joking about something that I recently did. If if people don't know, um, I sold uh, ten of my twelve sets, um, and uh, and that you know, the game room really had i mean johnny's been in there a lot when it was at its peak right and and i think johnny can attest to how claustrophobic that room felt because i had like i had shelving units like coming out from the wall like uh what like vertically right like so yeah not on the wall like imagine uh you know intruding into the middle of the right angles right right angles into the room yeah um you know creating little like subdivisions and stuff within the room yeah um and it really, really felt super, super claustrophobic. Um, and that was there, there were certainly other reasons why I decided to to sell off. But but being able to open up the space uh, really, really helped me. I think like want to be in here more. Like, and uh, in fact, I I am currently podcasting from the game room, which is not something that I I have typically done before. Um, so uh, so yeah, it it really helps me enjoy the space more. So it, it really was a case of less is more in that in that respect. So I'm so that also sort of goes into another tip that I have, which is you could just sell everything and start over, or sell everything and reinvest into another portion of your collection, which is exactly what I did. If uh, if people have been paying attention, I I, I sold off a, a majority of my retail uh, games and I reinvested it into uh, the art portion and the historical artifact portion of this collection. Right, so really sort of refocus refocusing is a completely valid thing to do when you're quote unquote done. Right. Um, also, the- Stefan, let me let me just interject. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. You can. You can also, it, it's fine. Some people like the hunt, right? They just want, they're doing it for the hunt. They're getting it. And that's all of the thrill for them is just doing it, right? So once they're done, there's nothing left for them. So especially if you're that type of collector, selling it off and then going and collecting something else or even doing the same set over again in a different way, you know, is a perfectly reasonable thing to do. People are like, how can you do that? Uh, you know, it's how you enjoy the hobby is however you enjoy it. Some people like just the acquisition portion and that's what they want to keep doing. Keep acquiring, get rid of, start over, do something else. That's fine. Like, don't let people tell you just because you bought it all means you have to own it forever. You don't need to, you know, you're not an Egyptian pharaoh. You're not taking this to the grave with you. Right. So anyways, continue. No, I think that's all I, that 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 summarized my point. I think. All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, I also have some points on um, the display aspect. So, yeah. Stefan, you did a, a crazy thing where you like really focused, but you can. There are other ways to make your collection more presentable just by, you know, being done. You can just literally like even on your same shelves, you can move, you can readjust how you have stuff. You can change how the display looks, you know, especially if you are a person uh, who like a lot of people on our podcast, including us, if you're on like Instagram and you like to take pictures of your stuff, you know, changing the layout is a fun thing to do. You sure. know, you could also just, you know, play your games and enjoy them when you're done. Uh, that's not a thing I do, but 
I heard, I, I've heard people do that. So that's like another thing. Like you don't necessarily have to wholly redesign your game room, but you can like, you can move things around. You can change layouts because a lot of times when you're collecting and you're in the middle of it, you're just putting stuff wherever you can. So like when you're done, you should also take the time to put it all together, like alphabetical if you need to, uh, you know, but put it in some sort of logical order so you know where to find things in it. And along with that point, I would also say catalog is a thing you can do when you're done because some people do it while they are hunting. Other people do it after the fact. I would suggest if you haven't cataloged your stuff when you're done collecting, that is a thing you can do also now that you are done. Start cataloging what you have and down to like what parts you have, like you're going to want to know what manuals you're missing if you are. So that's a thing you can do. And so on the cataloging front, you can do again. This is a thing you are better equipped to do than people who are just trying to do this by looking at eBay pictures. Uh, document every date code, document every PCB, disk codes, SLUS numbers, part numbers, UPC numbers. Because even if you put this into like one of these grandiose collecting apps, CLZ games, it'll give you like developer, publisher, genre, release date, ESRB rating. But it doesn't drill down into the super nitty gritty collector stuff. And if you have every single game and you can document all that, maybe someone else has, but maybe you have like some variants that that other person hasn't documented. You could you could take scans of all your games, take a picture of all your game. Not everything is out there. There are these collector sites. If you let's say if you do a, uh, a Google image search for Team Buddies and we all tried to find a scan of Team Buddies we would probably all find the same image and it might not even be like high resolution. So if you can take every single game in the PlayStation set and make a high resolution scan of it, and uh, maybe GameRave has already done this, but whatever console you're collecting for, you are contributing to uh, the information available to everyone to use uh, on the internet. And I love that stuff. Um, yeah, so uh, I think what your point is, you like Im- collecting information about the stuff you already own is a fine next step to further your collecting. I could spend probably years without buying a game, just documenting and taking pictures of the games that I already own. Just like, cause there, I would absolutely find tons of information that is not documented on the internet. Uh, okay. So, hey, so, so, oh, go ahead. Re- no, just real quick. Something that also occurred to me, it's just a really small thing that, that so a lot of people do it while they're collecting, but I also know of a lot of people who like wait until they're done, but um, box protectors. Uh, yeah, yes, I, that's I'm, what I was know, going I'm... to say next. Oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so uh, you know, a lot of folks will wait until they're done collecting a set to uh, to put all their games in box protectors. I don't necessarily recommend that because it's actually a... Uh, I don't think... It, it, if you haven't bought box protectors for, like, say, an entire set before, uh, it's deceptively expensive uh, when you're buying, you know, like 800 box protectors at a time. Um, so, uh, so maybe, you know, depending on the set, maybe that's something that you should plan for. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. I certainly have like, when I, when I put all my, uh, SNES games into, um, into boxes, that was at the, at the end of the set. And, uh, and I, I definitely got calluses from all the, from all the like folding of boxes. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. Um, and I definitely agree that, you like you can, but the more you can do as you're going, it, I mean, it is a, a hidden cost that hits yeah. you at the end when you're just like, I mean, I did the Super Nintendo set and I had a lot, but then like they didn't all fit on the shelves because as I was collecting them, uh, you know, I mapped at my shelves before box protectors were 
you know, quite the thing. And like a lot of my games were just like $5 games now are like $50 games. It's a thing that happens. Like, I guess maybe that should be in a box protector now. My mind changed. So I had to move where they were and then like account for how to, how to make that space there. And I was like, all right, before I didn't have enough room to put 300 of these games in box protectors. Now I do. Oh, that's like a big cost. Like, and Looking, like, if you collect disc-only games and, like, let's say you're a person who puts them in those, like, if you're going for a PlayStation set, I have a full set of PlayStation games. If I had to put those all in plastics, one, it's so many games, I would cry at the expense. It's like 1,200 games I would have. So, you know, if they're roughly 50 cents each, just think about it, That's like $600. What a cool game you could buy for $600. Way cooler than plastic protectors. But... Long run, plastic protectors are probably going to be very useful and good for you. Um, yeah, try and get it done. And also, the other, guess the other thing the about thing. well, yeah, well, and the other thing about PlayStation in particular is that those those the like the single jewel case uh, box protectors they're so slim that like folding them is shitty. Like, and they don't, yeah. and they don't, they don't like the the like flaps won't marry perfectly, and like they'll 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 bow out or they'll pop out. Um, so, you know, there's some finesse in actually just getting a box protector sometimes to stay closed. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, to Johnny's point, folding that also, uh, will take you a lot of time, but like, it also is just a, a pain in the ass. Yeah. I mean, and then the thicker the box protector is like the more work it, you know, yeah. there's, there's a lot of things, but the point is you should get box protectors. Something you said, Johnny, it's just anecdotal, but it it made me laugh that, uh, you know, you were like, oh, the $600 expense to protect my entire collection. God, I, you know, I could buy one game with that money. Like, I just think it's funny, like, as, as, and I'm like this with other things, too. Like, I am like, I am vehemently against paying money for new socks. <laughs> yeah. And it. And it drives Kate crazy because I'll spend absorbent amounts of money on other stupid shit. But like, I just like, I hate buying new socks. And I just, it just, it's just reminded me of, of that, right? Like the, yeah. the like, oh, I have no problem spending $600 on a game, but God forbid I spend $600 on like protecting my investment. Yeah. Well, I mean, and this gets into the shelving, right? And so this is something I started to argue on shelving. It's like on your shelves, you have thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of games potentially you know and if you've got a bunch of water graded games which uh let me just say is a thing you could do you can pick out your favorite games and start to get them graded if especially if they're nice uh, and that'll but, take you a long time <laughs> yeah <laughs> depending on their return times so that could take you a full year um but you've got like these like you could have a hundred thousand dollars sitting on one shelf i don't but you could and you're just like i put it on a 25 dollar bookcase like, yeah, I don't yeah. know, like go, maybe spend, maybe spend 1% of what's on that shelf for better shelving. Like I've just, <laughs> it, yeah, it's, Tyler. it's the not sexy what? part. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler, definitely. Tyler. <laughs> I have tiny walls in my game room. I can't fit nice <laughs> shelves in there. Custom shelving. Do it, man. Um, lumber's expensive. It is <laughs> super expensive. But I'm, I'm is, redoing everything, Jeff. Like, I'm taking down carts and putting up boxes in a lot of spots just because I'm out of room. So I like having the little cheap adjustable shelves rather than just yeah, something I, I built I, myself that I can't move around. That's that's a fair point. But the point of all of this is uh, the box protectors and nicer shelves. I call this the eat your vegetables portion of collecting. 
you know, you don't want to do it. Like, and again, maybe finding that manual isn't sexy or fun, but these are things that will make your collection better overall. Um, you know, and the cost, while it seems it is definitely a cost, but like what you're spending on other things, like just maybe you need to like look at your budget and start factoring in. Like, okay, I mean, I know, and this is when like you're buying box protectors. If you think about, okay, this game cost, uh, it's costing me $35. Uh, to get it shipped to my house, I should also factor in another uh, dollar because I want a box protector. Because the difference between spending $35 and $36 on a game is like nothing. Whereas like suddenly spending $600 seems frightening. Not that you're going to go buy one box protector at a time, but if you budget that money ahead of time, you'll have that a reserve set aside to go do an order of box protectors to, to come back to you. So back along that point so let's uh let's talk about the wada thing and, and the grading thing because you could wada or any of the other grading services except igs don't ever use them uh <laughs> not, not any there's like player one grading there's video game graders there's a lot of these like weird you guys yeah, in, in a use basement reputable, like like i don't like vga and like but at least there are more like it's a more reputable service like in what use a reputable company even if like not the ones I love, but use use one you find reputable. Don't go to don't go to these really cheap generic ones. Also, that yeah, doesn't really increase least, the value. At least VGA was doing this like when nobody gave a fuck, right? Yeah. As opposed to as opposed to the new like well, fly by nights who are literally I mean, VGA ca- grabbing your cash. Doesn't give a fuck too. So no, I mean, but you know what I mean. Like the yeah. like they were I, they were at least doing it, you know, before they have it, experience. It wasn't a cash grab. Yeah. 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 They have experience. Like. Whatever, whatever you want, they do have a lot of experience in in the market. So, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to disparage them. I'm, I'm saying, use one of those two. Probably are like your best options currently. Yeah. Anyways, the point is, uh, you can now like look at your favorite games, and there's, I think, a couple of steps, and you guys can like chime in on this. But like, you could say, oh, I want to get these graded, or you might want to do, uh, find it sealed. Like, even if you don't grade, or you might want to find sealed and then go get a grade, but you might just find your favorite games, look at them, and then do a condition upgrade. Like, the box might be, uh, maybe this box is like a six, but I do love this game, and I would like to get a nicer, so you can start conditioning upgrade. That's a lot of things collectors do. But then after that, when you get into the condition you really want, you could send it off for grading uh, or slabbing, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, you could add that as, like, things to do after you are done collecting. But really grading and condition upgrading are the two things I, I really want people to take away as like major things you can invest your time in into your collection once you are uh, air quotes done. I mean, right. You should wait for a bear market before doing that, because at the costs and the time that it takes to grade something right now, it basically only makes sense if you're looking to flip a game. Like I, I, I have a sealed Ninja Gaiden on my shelf, Johnny. Uh, Heritage, if I sent it to WADA right now, it would be gone for a year and they would charge me a premium to grade it based on like the recent Heritage auction sales, which are out of control. Uh, so I am, I'm sitting back. I'm not just spending however much, what was it cost? Like $300 to grade this. I spent $300 on it, period. Uh, I'm putting that money towards more games instead because, uh, while the market's going crazy and I think I can find interesting things the market is not crazy about, I would rather put hundreds of dollars towards more games than a plastic box around a game I already have. Okay. I, but that's criticism of the, the grading community and where it is right now rather than a process you can take part in. 
Yeah, I'm just saying it, it. So they have either their their cheapest or their two cheapest tiers are shut off right now at WADA. And like there's new companies coming out, there's CGC coming in. So if you wait and see, things might be cheaper or faster or better. So it's not something I would take a look at right now for your personal collection. Uh, but and condition upgrading, uh, you could say the same thing. The market's crazy. But if you find a deal, you know, especially if you're flipping something in return, uh, you'll probably be fine on the yeah. And yeah, go find your favorite game sealed. Uh, Johnny, my favorite games are Ocarina of Time and Super Mario 64. Very affordable. Are you rich? Uh, are you rich? No, I'm saying everyone should just go out and just look for a copy of those. Uh, probably, you know, twice what a complete box goes for. Uh, <laughs> and uh, my third oh, favorite yeah. game, like Doom. Just go, go get a sealed mail order Doom, uh, which do so exist. What about nin- so where does Ninja Gaiden then fall on your list? Uh, Ninja Gaiden 1, I don't think is even in my top 10, Johnny. Ninja wow. Gaiden 3, on the other hand. Ooh. Just in general, what what does a Ninja Gaiden on your? Is it in your top ten? Don't be an ass. You know what we're talking about. Uh, Ninja Gaiden three would be that'll be like right below Super Mario Brothers three. Why do you keep illustrating that it's Ninja Gaiden three? We get that it's Ninja Gaiden three. No, which I, one is it, and where's it? What's his rank? I don't know. Below Mario three, like six, seven, eight, somewhere around there. What got to rank every game you've ever time. played? No, I'm just asking because you talk about it a lot. And you're like, oh, it's one of my favorites. But then you're like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's you just a, listed a bunch of games. It's that not Mario that. or Zelda, okay? Even as much as I can love a game, you know, it could still not be better than my favorite Mario and Zelda games. All right. All right. Oh, I just wanted man. I just wanted to be clear. And I like to harass you. So. That's something, that, you know what, it's, it's interesting that you brought that up, because that's something that I do actually have noticed about myself recently, is that like uh, some of the games that I enjoy playing the most, when someone asks me what my like favorite games are, they don't hit that list. I don't know what that is. I don't know why that is. But like, for instance, Star Fox, I play Star Fox all the time. Part of it is just because like I can beat it in like whatever, 19 minutes or whatever. Um, but uh, but it, it's like my filler game when I have like a few minutes to do something. Oftentimes it'll be Star Fox. I would never say Star Fox is my favorite game if you ask me. Like, but it's but it's probably the game that I play the most. I mean, that's it's just because Star Fox is bad. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, we could we could talk about the nature of favorites. Like, what is what does a game have to do to be a favorite? It probably has to hit nostalgia. There has to be good memories associated with it. Like in Star Maybe Fox, my all of, yeah, it's I mean, like, not now, but yeah, I mean, there, there's like we could talk about why favorites are made as a as like a, a thirty minute talk. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, guys, do you have any other tips that you can do? You're done collecting. What else can you do to spend money on that collection? No, John. Uh, how about how about curation? Like I know I, know I I mentioned like dumping everything into the market, right? Which which is a, certainly a valid strategy, but like sort of a, a more nuanced approach to that would just be like, okay, like now that I have everything that I want, like is there things that maybe I could prune back? And you know, this is sort of like a, maybe it's a it, it's a uh, a meeting of like working on presentation and selling things off and you know condition upgrades and maybe this is, this is like a, a vertice um, of just like kind of a ge- generally like curating your collection and, yeah, and I, maybe like now that you've gotten to this this apex maybe that's not really what you want anymore and you can sort of like really prune it down to be you know something very very focused. Um, that's yeah, what you're talking about is going from being a set collector to uh, uh, a good a good stuff collector. The better approach. Um, <laughs> I believe the word yeah. back in the day was a dank collector, Johnny. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> great. Thanks, Tyler, for that insight. Uh, Tyler, do you have any other response to that? What else you got? 
But yeah, I I, t- I don't have a response to curating because yeah. selling games is for crazy people when you could just acquire more games. Uh, I, okay. But we're we're talking to a guy who sold off thousands of games at once because uh, something snapped in his brain. But um, <laughs> I'm going to say something you could do without spending more money on collecting, uh, and you should do, and you must do. Oh, write wow, a must. guide. Oh my god! Everybody who has a full set of something, or if you think you have a full set, write a guide of either collecting that set that you're talking about or just what you have documenting it. Everybody who has a set, like you get to this point on the Dunning-Kruger curve where you have everything and then you realize like, oh my God, I don't have anything. Everything is out there. This set is garbage because there's so many variants and just all this weird stuff on the edges that I don't have. I don't care. Put a guide out there. Like uh, just because we live in this world where like you have these apps and they have like these weird ass lists with like homebrew mixed in and unlicensed games and licensed games all mingled together it's just a mess and the things i remember are uh when nintendo twizer put out a nintendo age list of like all the wii games and there were problems with that it was like missing a couple games like some box sets or something but i remember that that list because it's like oh here's a guy who bought every wii game he could tell me what every wii game is and uh i don't even know where i would go to get like a ps3 set list like a really solid collector list uh, yeah, I, I got, got one list. from Figzy, why? who I think Johnny uh, pointed yeah. me out, and he just yep. sent me a list. And it's like, why isn't this published somewhere? Besides just helping people, it will also improve your collection. So I, I spent hours compiling my Xbox information. So this is information I already had. I already had lists of it, and I still spent hours just formatting it to post on Video Games Sage. Uh, it's like, it's more than five pages long, probably. It's like hundreds of games and demos and variants and, like, I know the variants are garbage because they're always going to find more variants. It's huge. I posted this list 13 minutes later. 13 minutes. Like, they could not possibly have read this entire post that I made about collecting Xbox. Someone told me I was wrong about Yu-Gi-Oh! card variants. I said that they were generic. They said, no, they have specific promo card numbers. Like, 13 minutes you're going to, like, correct something in my list? It's fucking... Crazy. Also, people love correcting things. So if you post something and it's wrong, someone will let you know, which isn't a bad thing. Super grateful for that. Johnny will tell me I was missing Ninja Gaiden Black on my Xbox list. But there's so many good reasons to to post lists if you're uh, an expert, at least like a marginal expert on something and, and think you have a good list. So uh, I think everyone should say do. something about that, though. What? <laughs> Some people want to collect their things, Tyler, without being researchers. And that's OK, too. Like yeah. that, because that that's that's a like research this is, is honestly are, a completely different op- hobby. Yeah, but no, these no, are just sure. options you can do. This not you have to do. I no, mean, no, except no, for Tyler no, saying you must. Tyler do just it. said that you have to do. You it. have to do it. So, <laughs> so I just wanted to preface that that it's okay to be a collector and not want to be a data scientist. No, I think that's there, so. There comes bullshit. a point. Get to work, you lazy bastards. <laughs> <laughs> if you get to the end of a Nintendo DS set. And you're just using some list you Googled like there's you spent probably tens of thousands of dollars and hundreds of hours collecting this set. There is no way that you don't double check for like the weird edge cases. Like you definitely know one or two games are like, oh, they're missing on this list. Or it's like some people kind of consider it a variant, but this is really a real release. Like there's definitely weird stuff that you would put on a list that's not unlike the public game I list or something you would find wrong. That's why I like collectory collector lists. But all right, you don't have to do it, Stefan. Don't put out a 3DO's right. uh, list. That's fine. <laughs> I'm going gonna, gonna to shoot us the other way where you can spend a lot of money. 
So let's let's start buying the stuff that doesn't count. You know, things that are like in a collection but don't count. Uh, a lot of this is for set collecting, but you could go buy box sets. You you could. So there's like a lot of box sets that you're like maybe you don't count them, but now you can go pick it up. You're done. Go grab a box set that already has two games you own in it. You could also buy big box versions of things. Like if I'm looking at my Super Nintendo set, I'm just going to use the Super Nintendo set through this whole example. So uh, like you could have Where in the World is Carmen San Diego, or you could go buy the big box Where in Carmen Where in Time is Carmen San Diego. Now you get it with uh, the what is it, the Almanac is in that one or the Encyclopedia? I can't remember. Um, then you could buy things like the X band. So like, if this was your set, you're like, Oh, I'll, I'll like there, this isn't really a game, but it's a thing. You could go buy guides for the games in that set. You can go buy things like the player's choice versions of it because don't oh, they even made, like joke. You could, you could, <laughs> and people do. I have, like I have all modern the collectors Super love Nintendo it because they're all rarer yeah. than the original releases. Absolutely. Well, they're all rarer in all of them. Like, are you telling me the, like the Zelda that they printed millions and millions of Link to the Past that they didn't print less of? Sure. Of the uh, yeah, like they come didn't on. Pr- they- after selling a million, because that's generally the threshold for those games, yeah. right? Is a million. After they sell a million of the original run, they're not going to then print a million more. Like that's just not that. No. Yeah. So there, there are other examples like um, you could buy. If there's competition carts or like weird max things, the the point is there are stuff that are like maybe not considered part of the set. Maybe it's not part of the retail set, but they are just these outliers. So we'll call it the outliers things that are like associated with. You could go pick, start picking up accessories if that's your jam. You could start picking up, uh, you know, like uh, system variants for that set if you are collecting sets if you obviously if you're doing like subsets then th- this doesn't apply but the point is look for the things that are outside of what the set is known to be and then start you know adding those things for me i call them collection plus items you know that's where all your competition carts live that's where all your big box variants live these are like i finished yeah all that kind of stuff you're like my collection is done but now i'm gonna add these uh you know i I, like like little little jewels into your crown you're like oh yeah now i've got this thing too so if someone was looking at your set versus someone else's you got things that make your set pop as opposed to if they just went and saw a guy who just completed his set so Look for look for the collection plus items. Similarly, and it's I'm I'm a little bit surprised that maybe it's not quite the same thing, but, but I'm a little bit surprised you didn't mention it in in that section there, Johnny. Is international releases? Uh, uh, yeah, I was going to make it its own thing. Like, yeah, okay. you could also add. Well, add, then go on. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> go. You just started it. Please continue. You know what? You know what's up. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that, that's something that that I did. Not it wasn't like oh, I'm gonna now just do like the international set. But like, there's a couple ways that you could that you could approach that. You could, you know, for instance, I like the form factor of Japanese Super Famicom boxes. I think they're super cool looking, and generally the art is better. Um, and so like Best I art decided of any that console, Stefan. Hold on. I, I, yeah, I, I also want to just throw in they. You know, if you're a VHS collector. They're basically the same form factor. You can put your VHSs and your Super Famicom games next to each other. Same shelf. Right. Right. Uh, Johnny, do you really um, have to ask if you're a VHS collector who isn't a VHS collector? Who is That's a true, VHS true, true. collector? I mean, Laserdisc is where it's at, but whatever. Um, so, uh, 
so yeah, I, I I decided that I was gonna go out and like hunt my my favorite games right in 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 Super Famicom, and so then I then so now that's something that I'm still working on, even though I don't quote unquote collect games anymore. Um, that's that that's the kind of stuff that, and I'll, I'll usually reserve that for like oh when we're at a show or when I'm out hunting with Johnny or something like that, you know, as a, as a thing that I only look for when I'm out, um, just to make things interesting or so that you know I'm not going to a convention just to say hi to people. Um, I mean, it's fun to so, buy things, so it's fine. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Retail therapy, right? Um, so that's something you could do. The other thing that you could do is like figure out, okay, like what games are part of this international set that aren't in the American set, you know, and then you could or whatever primary territory you were collecting. Um, I'm, I guess I'm just assuming all, all the listeners are, are American collectors and that's they, not they true. Not. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That is incorrect. So I apologize for that. But like whatever your primary set is. And then if you want to like figure out, okay, well, like these Mahjong games came out in Japan or you know and not in the American set and I'm going to go buy all the Mahjong games or all the horse racing games god damn it there's a lot of horse racing games in Japan um but uh you could you could do something like that um so uh so yeah that's there's a there's a there's a lot of ways to sort of feather in yeah. international collecting yeah you can uh, uh, ex- extend the borders set. of your collection yeah yeah uh, you extend know what while borders, uh, uh, go explore foreign titles while you're talking about international stuff, and I'm talking about uh, making lists, uh, while you're collecting all the international stuff, make a really good list of gameplay changes between the international set and the okay, regular Tyler. set. Because, like, a lot of this stuff is on the cutting room floor, like, for individual games, if you, like, look up what the difference is between Protector and Contra, but... Uh, a lot of like a collection list might just like make a minor note like okay pro protector and contra are technically the same game or it's a a name change difference but if you have a list of uh, every single game that's actually different that's kind of cool and johnny if they are going to start buying japanese titles who should they go to they should probably go to friend and uh overlord of the show read the game shark for all of your imports if you want them cheap you can hit them up at Cheap Cheap Games. That's Red the Game Sharp, where you can get your imports cheap. <laughs> Does it do? I think it's supposed to be a one-minute ad segment, actually, Johnny. Could you keep going? Yeah. Could you just repeat it? <laughs> Red the Game Shark. Red the Game Shark. Red the Game Shark. There we go. Red the Game Shark. Yeah. So, uh, yes. But, no, for real, if you are looking for imports, you should definitely hit up Red the Game Shark. He can help you out. Um. Yeah, what what else can we what else can we do? We've talked about expanding our borders, buying collection plus items now, variants, you know, cleaning up your list, documenting collection up uh, condition upgrades, you know, grading stuff. What else can we do? Ours? Do you guys have any other examples of things we can do once we are uh, done collecting with our collections? Sure, I got one, and this is going to be a one that's going to be, and I kind of mentioned it when I was talking about upgrading the presentation of your display, but that was really more I was talking about like shelving and lighting and that kind of stuff. But uh, you know, there are going to be, in most cases, uh, you know, vintage retail display items, and you know, and you know, store store only not to be collected items that you can uh, buy and associate either either just generally like oh, I just like I like that type of thing I like signs and I like standees and I like whatever or there are going to be items often especially if you like really popular games uh, that are specifically associated with favorite games of yours or or specific sets right so like when I was done with my Super Nintendo set one of the things that I focused on was you know 
point of sale retail displays for the Super Nintendo, and I bought a bunch of nylon banners, and I bought you know the Super Nintendo kiosk, and I bought you know all, all these all these retail things again in the spirit of kind of plussing up the display. But yeah. Uh, but but yeah, you can. So I guess my point is, is that you can buy things and not just retail stuff, but like or not just retail display stuff, but just like things that are associated with your with your favorite games or with the set that you love. If you want to go out and get all the Mario plushes, because goddamn, there's a lot of Mario plushes. Uh, you know, you can do that. So you know, there's 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 lots of there's lots of ways that you can spend your money on things that are you know tangentially related to your sets that will you know better the presentation and the value and just sort of feel of, of your set. Yeah. Tyler, you got any other examples? Uh, I mean, you kind of touched on it uh, just it, uh, along the lines of not spending money. Cause obviously you can just go spend more money on stuff related to your set, but uh, play every game, Johnny, you said you don't want to play your games. You have every game. You could stop buying Take like two years and play every game. Totally could. Because to me, and you could document that adventure after your Tyler. Write down every game. Uh, if it was good or bad, start doing reviews. Right, Tyler? I mean, there's Reed Rothschild on Video Game Sage has played and reviewed every Super Nintendo game. And you know what? He right not only played and reviewed, ranked them like one to seven hundred, whatever. Uh, That's kind of amazing. I would like to see that ranking. I've never seen. That. How do you even do it? Like when you're in like the four hundreds, like how? <laughs> I, how do you? I don't how know. Do you differentiate I, I, I don't know, man. I, he said four twelve, but I really feel like that's a four <laughs> a four twenty two. You know, I I think it's like a, how did you put it above these ten other games? These are clearly better. <laughs> but I mean, uh, like. There's obviously people who have, have done these gameplay projects, but no one is better to give an opinion on a game than someone who has played and understands the game design of every other game in a console library. Uh, well, so. and especially if you have it, you know, at, at whatever your set is, and again, it doesn't have to be complete sets, but if you're playing your games, that's a fine thing. But if you have a complete set, a lot of people are playing through on emulators. If you can go through and play on actual hardware, you know, you, you may encounter things that uh, people on emulators don't. So Maybe. you would know even better. Also... That makes you better than everyone else. It absolutely does yeah. make you better than everyone. Else. And then you could always you always have to lord over everyone's head like, oh yeah, I've played all my games. What are you doing? Yeah, and then talk to them about your PVM. Like that's the next <laughs> thing. Tell, right. tell them about your SCART cable and in your PVM, and like just watch most collectors' eyes roll into their back of their heads, and it's like I don't <laughs> care. Uh, uh, and then if you talk, start talking about getting the correct interlacing on your P like if you start talking about how you fine tune, like you tuned your PVM. Oh yeah. People, they literally die in front of, well, you. I mean it's the crazy. geometry is a little off when you just buy one. Shut up the Tyler. Street, so you got to yeah, okay, yep. <laughs> run the two forty test there. suite. That's uh yeah. If, <laughs> if you ever can work in something about the sign and wave, uh, you know, you've really done it anyways. Or the, the, the benefits of curved glass versus flat glass. Yeah. Well, I mean, the architecture back then, you have to you have to look at the pixels. The pixels were crafted in such a way the artist knew how it was going to be displayed on a cathode ray tube, a curved TV. It was not meant for these modern, even flat CRTs. It just doesn't do it. The pixels, the artist knew what they were doing. These people were artists. They were professionals, especially by the end of the life cycle of 8-bit and 16-bit. They really knew how to manipulate the art to get the best picture. So when you put it on a flat monitor you're not getting the same results you are not getting what the artist intended 
Yeah, and, so, and Johnny, you you know that they designed these games for composite video, so that's how I play them. Even though if you look yeah. at like development pictures from the '90s, it's all guys with like PVMs and computer monitors who are doing the art. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, that, you know, we we joke that's that's a it's a it's a jovial topic, but that is also something now that I'm thinking about it that you can do once you complete your sets is focus on uh, the hardware around uh, around your sets of of, of I mean, and how you play those games. So because and I I'm not gonna like launch into this conversation but i would direct you to retrorgb.com which is probably the best resource in my opinion for uh kind of uh slogging through all of the uh the the various facets of uh really like fine-tuning that razor sharp pixel uh, and this is definitely something that you can spend as much money as you want. Oh, sure. Uh, I mean, to do. go watch so, my life in gaming. They do like yeah, my life in gaming also is an excellent resource. They actually have a uh, what is it called uh, R- the RGB series. I think it's like RGB one hundred and one um, that they they really dial into. Like if you really want to get into quote unquote the best way that you can play these games. Uh, read as mo- most expensive um then then that's a that's definitely a series and actually uh my life in gaming like really like does like a lot of side-by-side comparisons and really kind of gets into the science retro rgb does too um so uh so yeah if you really want to get into the science aspect of uh of things like crt televisions uh those are a couple good resources for you okay so guys i'm gonna end it with this the last thing okay. you can do if you were, you know, done, cut off your. You Genesis can just tank start. Cl- yeah, yeah. Cut off. Uh, you can start collecting something new. <laughs> like what? you can just expand. Yeah, you like you've we've expanded all the ways you can complete your complete set. Like you're like, man, I really love NES, but now maybe it's time to go look at Super Nintendo. You can just go start. You can leave all of that alone. Like let's say after you get through all that stuff, you can also just move on to the next thing or do nothing. You can actually do nothing, and it's fine. But you could also just start collecting something else. So uh, I think that covers it, unless you guys have any more. I'm sure there's other things, but we want to just like have a little talk because, like I said, I got bombarded with like, oh, what are you going to do when you're done? How are you done? Like, when you, what do you do when you're done? That's just that not real. A, this is actually, we actually talked a lot about like good solid content for a, longer than I expected this to go. So, yeah. If, if someone who is done and uh, they don't know what to do, can you like message me and tell me how do I achieve your mindset? Like if yeah. you have a course or something, like I'm in. I'll spend yeah, $776 your, s- me, on that course. Yeah, send me a, a link to your TED Talk, please. <laughs> <laughs> how to be happy the, with what I'm you gonna have start a series, you the have art of everything. Being done. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to just start a series, The Art of Being Done. Oh. Sounds like I mean, sounds like a good self help series. To be honest, Johnny. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, everyone listening I, to the show, we do have some kind of mental illness. This is <laughs> factual. The- seek when I tell people to seek help, I do it as a joking way, but also like seek help. Um, I know. Look, from one to another, we can smell our own. Just saying. Um, all right, game guys. Can- game. Yep. Shall we move into our questions? Collector's yeah. questions from the Discord, patreon.com slash collector's quest, guys. Which yeah, is also something you w- that you can do after you're done collecting, is join our Patreon. You sure can. First question from Retro Game Enthusiast. 
Uh, question for the Questos, that's the technical term for the guys in the podcast, is eBay on the way out for game collectors? We all know the days of $1 NES games with free shipping are long gone, but outside of rare or hot items, I don't see any good reason for me to buy slash sell these anymore. Well, sell, selling and buy, I, that's two separate things, right? Is it is it dead for selling? Is it dead for buying? I think I have the same answer for both, but um, Tyler, I'll let you tackle this one first where the fuck else are you going to go so i don't know is like obviously ebay is like the the standard online marketplace so where else are you going to go yes you can go to facebook marketplace or mercari whoever the hell looks on mercari the only thing i see on mercari is like found this idiot on mercari you listed something way too low <laughs> and that's so and that's the reason why you don't want to go there <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it, it's more of a gamble on mercari but uh one thing that is maybe killing like these super low end sales, it's not really eBay. It's the cost of shipping a single game. Cause what, 15 years ago, you could spend a dollar 50 to ship a DVD or an NES card. And now it's like four bucks. So like, well, not who... only that, but like you have to, there's tax involved now too. Yeah. And you got to get a bubble mailer. You got to print a label. Like who wants to ship a copy of Othello on NES alone? Uh, but is eBay dead? No, it's like the only place I buy video games. So the I one mean, interesting thing I will say, no, eBay that, sucks, man. Buy there that, could be fake buyers, there could be fake sellers. Yeah, but eBay's got your back. Like, well, okay, so like, especially if you're a buyer, right? Like that. That's yeah. The, I mean, if you're a seller, you're screwed. But if yeah, you're a yeah, buyer, yeah. you're well protected. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that so. that pendulum only swings one way, right? Unfortunately, I will say there's a. Uh, I've seen these like alternative marketplaces come up for sports cards. And like, you would think of it like a, almost like a heritage auctions. You see like the high end video games show up there. Maybe in 10 chase years, the chuck wagon, maybe uh, no, like not like bullshit ones. They're just like, save 5% on your eBay fees. More like we are a trustworthy site where games will be sold and there won't be like shenanigans. Like you might have on like, eBay. like we have auctions. legit sellers basically. Heritage auctions. Yeah, exactly. Everyone like heritage really, auctions, but like more everyone for like is really the... confident in them. <laughs> God damn it, I'm Johnny. not saying I'm not confident. I'm just saying that people have reacted very poorly lately. Yeah. So I'm I, sorry. Go on. I could I, see I know your point. I'm, a, I'm a sure sort of not. chase the chuck wagon uh, game gavel, but more for like high end cards, not high end cards, high end video games pop up sometime in the future that maybe people will use in addition to eBay. But I don't think eBay is ever going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, eBay eBay will always be useful. Uh, look, because like as Tyler said, it's it's the like number one user facing marketplace, and so like if you want to, you know, if you are willing to to uh, exchange your sweat equity uh, for for your uh, monetary value, then like that's the place to be, right? Like, so if if you don't want to be out there hunting, uh, it's 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 the place to go and just start pulling triggers. So. Uh, you know, you know, the cost aside, I think that's always going to be a benefit of eBay is that it's, it's, it's the place to go to find things easily. Um, if you want to buy a video game from someone who doesn't know what they have and they're willing to ship it, that's the place to go. Cause you're not going to get someone willing to ship something on Facebook marketplace. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I don't think it's going away for buyers or sellers. Really. I think sellers uh, are, have new avenues of places they can go, but I, I I think those are people who who are in the business of selling games. But your average person who's just like, 
oh, I got a couple extra games. I'm going to go sell them. eBay's still going to be their first stop. So yeah, Heritage doesn't take stopping. everything. I don't know if everyone doesn't know that or not, but like you can't just like put whatever the fuck you want on Heritage, Why not? Um, because they have they have a threshold for value. I think their um, new minimum is ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Tell that's all those Sega games. No, I well, mean okay. like ten thousand dollars of the lot that you give to them, so it's worth their time. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah it, I'm just saying it was a joke. It was well, a that joke. At- th- that's also their appraisal value too. Like, and and uh, like, I Valerie is fine. I like Valerie, uh, but like their their appraisals, especially for things around things that are not video games, uh, that are just a video game related, uh, like uh, a, a like a gameplay counselor jacket, for instance. Um, that that. Their their evaluations on on stuff like that is not necessarily favorable to the seller. Um, so some things some things that like rightly should have a higher value don't show up on Heritage because Heritage is the one evaluating them and they don't have the confidence in those items. I feel I feel like there's a space in the market for retail. I mean, maybe there's no space for retail stores, whatever, because we're in the future. Everything's on the internet. But when I go into a retail store, besides looking for that super rare thing that I just can't find online, like what are the chances they're going to have that at a random store? The number two thing I'm looking for is stuff that's not worth the cost of shipping. And most of the time I walk into a retail store, it's like a smattering of middle of the road items and I don't want any of it. But if they have one to two dollar Xbox games that just absolutely are not worth picking up on their own, I will buy every single one that I didn't have. I mean, not anymore. I mean, right now I'm so much more focused, but uh, I wish I wish there were more retail stores that actually mattered because you could kind of do that with comic stores. You could there's a comic store in your county, I will say, maybe not in your city. There's a comic store. You can go there. You can look through a dollar bin and you could find a hundred books that are not worth shipping anyone, even like media mail. Um, And that will be a cool thing to have in the future. If like everyone's like, oh, video games are going to be the next big thing. Video games are awesome then where are the video game stores? Because not only do they not exist, but they also have shitty inventory. Mm-hmm. All right, there's Tyler complaining about video game stores for a minute. Next question. Go on. All right, oh, Zeno asks, we're at, uh, this is from a little more than a week ago. Everyone, your homework right now is to bring up the Discord and put more questions into the Ask the Podcast channel. Thank you. Zeno says, I'm feeling pretty disillusioned with our hobby right now. What fun, less manipulated collectibles might one delve into at a time like this? VHS and Blu-ray come to mind? Any other thoughts? VHS isn't manipulated, Zeno. Are you on rocks? (laughs) He's he's on bath salts because that's straight up crazy. Zeno, step off of the ledge. You sound like an insane person. Uh, Have you seen the sales for VHS tapes? <laughs> Don't you know what, Zeno? Here's my time to tell you: Yes, you should be collecting VHS tapes. I think it's a fine market to go into, and I have a show that you should listen to. Uh, it's a really good podcast. It's called the Video Game Investing Podcast. It welcomes all its guests as VIPs. You're gonna love it. They're gonna tell you everything you need to know about collecting VHS. What What are you talking about, Johnny? There's a, there's a good podcast. Look, he's saying he maybe he doesn't believe it's manipulated. I definitely think it is. But if you're into VHS collecting, I just want to turn him on to the right podcast. The video awesome. game collect the video game investing podcast. Oh, the video game yeah. collectors. Po- which one are you? No, talking? the video game investing podcast. 
Okay, John Hopper's show. Got it. Are you talking about a real? No, I'm, are, I'm sorry. I, I I said video game. I meant to say the VHS investing podcast. I'm is that sorry. a real show? VHS. I'll 100 listen to that. Yes, it is. It's a real show. <laughs> okay. The VHS investing podcast. Oh. Sorry, I was saying video games are always on my mind. It's it's hard for me to even say VHS because it makes me vomit a little. I think I think what happens here is that you know someone sees a market that is like manipulated and very very expensive right now, which is which is video games right and then just like looks at a different market that maybe isn't just maybe isn't just as expensive and then goes oh that must not be manipulated because it's not because there's no hundred or because there's no 1.5 million dollar vhs tape you know what i mean like but i've been talking about the video game market being manipulated since 2006 2007 that i know of that like i have proof that it happened so it's like you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, the manipulation, like, there's always going to be some manipulations. I mean, look for a safe hobby, uh, ancillary hobbies. There's lots of things you could go into. Like, hot toys is like a market that's pretty hard to manipulate if you're into into toys at all, because those are always pretty much found at retail or not too much around retail, and there's not, like, so many of them made, you know. So you could get into something like that. You could, you know... But really, you should just collect something you like or that interests you. Like, and uh, markets be damned, right? Like, try not to think of it like, I wish we could, like, walk back thinking of everything as a market and assets, you know, like, and just, like, things we like to buy. Collect something that nobody gives a fuck about, like, uh, I don't know, tops or uh, <laughs> tops are puzzle boxes. Puzzle boxes are so expensive. <laughs> what about pogs? Maybe pog. This yeah, is a perfect right. opportunity for you to talk about pogs. That's true. You can you can you can collect things that like were popular at one point, but definitely are not anymore. So you could collect pogs. There's no manipulation happening in pogs. Uh, My wife collected uh, Goosebumps books. She got like all of the Goosebumps books. Wasn't very much money. Like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm collecting Choose Your Own Adventure books right now. Um, oh, you know, did you so- know that R.L. Stein wrote a bunch of Choose Your Own Adventure ones? There's Choose Your Own Adventure books for James Bond and Indiana Jones written by R.L. Stein. That's awesome. Same. What about the Transformers had a series too that I really liked? Yeah, that, I um, mean, they were the 80s were rich with Choose Your Own Adventure. For sure. We found a, when we were in Kauai at a bookstore in Kauai, we found a, uh, a Choose Your Own Adventure book that was set. The, the book's theme was in Kauai. So we read a Choose Your Own Adventure book about Kauai on the beach in Kauai. It was pretty funny. Meta. Yeah, it was very meta. All right. What, what else do we have to say besides collecting something like, or like really that's a, if you really want to avoid, uh, you know, market manipulation or anything like that, then you should collect just. Something that's worthless. Yeah. Like collect something that people don't care about right now, which I, which I understand why you said VHS. I, that's a good initial impulse, but now. It turns out the same people who like to co- collect video games also and are nostalgic for the 80s are also hoarding VHS tapes. To be 100% fair, uh, like the the crazy nonsense is in the sealed VHS sealed, market. Yeah. I can still you go to the thrift totally store. Buy, yeah. They sell VHS tapes on Thursdays yes. for 12 and a half cents each. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you totally could. Yeah, if you want to do that, like there's a, a guy who listens to the show um, and I'm going to mess up his name. Um, well, I don't, I'm not going to say it cause I'm just going to ruin his name, but he has over, oh, he was ch- telling me and showing me just to like, he has 8,000 VHS tapes. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Which I was like, Holy God, that's a lot of VHS, but you can just buy those. Uh, you know, you can buy boatloads. You can wait till your thrift stores 50% off day and just, you know, make a slang if that's what you enjoy. 
So, but that it comes down to again, just buy stuff you like. Like buy if it's making you happy, then you should move. If games aren't making you happy right now, just stop buying for a while. Like and see what happens. You can just stop. It's fine. It's okay. Take a break. I take breaks all the time. Or or become an adult and start buying stamps and coins, Johnny. No oh, God. I don't care about stamps and coins, but like looking at the game stamps, and I'm a like, you know what? there's some stamps that are pretty cool. And unless These it's like an investable are... stamp, it literally costs like face value. Stamps are worthless. Here. That's awesome. Great. Here's, here's, I'm going to do my impression of Tyler real quick. <laughs> Collect stamps. They're very interesting, young man. You might find also the fine art of numismatism to be up your alley, young sir. That's my Tyler. I mean, <laughs> as he speaks behind his wooden teeth, <laughs> the alternative, Johnny, is uh, to embrace the market manipulation. And if you study and grind sealed VHS, the money will come. That's true. You know, I think the main takeaway from this segment should be the studying and the grinding. Yes. Uh, study and grind all the time. To explain, uh, uh, because no one knows what the fuck we're talking about, in the high-end VHS Facebook group, a real Facebook group that totally exists and uh, was probably made like a month ago. Oh, it was actually made June 7th, so you know how 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 long VHS has been a thing. Uh, the admin of the group posted a thing saying, wow, look at these crazy ROIs of this guy's making flipping raw VHS. If you grind and study sealed VHS, the money will come, which is just the most optimistic we will never lose money thing that i've ever seen and i love it it's yeah. the new uh rejoice in the value it's the new oh, yeah, rejoice man. in the value yeah yes so uh so studying yeah, grind anyways, guys. Any, any other things you want to throw them at them like swole is the goal size is the prize anything like that any other uh phrases you can chant at people i i don't know johnny no okay all right cool 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 so uh yeah i think I think that answers the questions, but yeah, please collect what you like. Guys, let's do it. Let's go to the last part of the show. What are we buying? What are we playing? Stefan, you haven't been around in a while. Yeah, embarrass us with the things you're buying. Uh, I actually only bought one thing. I bought one thing. Okay. Uh, uh, hold on. Hold on. I have a question. Uh-huh. Did it cost over $1,000? Yes. <laughs> Is it like an item that there are less than 15 of? Yes. Okay. That's my point right there. Go on. <laughs> uh, so a, a, a gameplay counselor guidebook uh, did pop up on eBay recently. Oh, and it's it just was... a gameplay? You just bought a gameplay counselor guidebook? No yeah, big deal. So... Tyler, just don't worry about it. It's, it's hardly anything. You're definitely going to win collecting this. Week. So, uh, yeah, it, it has a bunch of games in it that I didn't have, which really uh, excited me, uh, such as Super Mario Brothers 2, which was a big one in there. And, Never heard uh, of it. Yeah, and the some of the earlier Mega Man titles are also in there too. So I'm 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 excited to get that. Um, I think that was really all I I, I bought since the last time we spoke. Uh, I have been I <laughs> I've been I've been playing things that are r for research for work, and that's really all I can say now because that's my life. I can't. Okay, well, you, great. Don't tell, tell us. Tell us about I, things you're. I can't talk about modern fun. titles that I that I'm playing. That's something I can't do. Okay. So. Well, you played some WoW, right? I did play some WoW. That's I'm there always playing WoW. That's fine. Played some WoW last night. All right. You were you were on the Discord. If you uh, join our Patreon, you can find Stefan playing WoW, and he will yes. stream it to you. I will. Not as often as I would like now with the new job, but 
still there, still doing stuff. Okay, Tyler, what did what did you buy? What'd you play? Uh, I played almost nothing. Pretty boring. I think I played Stardew Valley with Ada. Did not continue Shantae yet. Uh, what have I been buying, Johnny? Uh, nothing huge. I got a complete box copy of Super Monkey Ball, which I know you're excited for. I was talking oh, about Jesus. that with someone, and I realized I didn't own a complete box copy of it, so I spent the $40 to get one. I bought... It's, this has been on my watch list for a while, and I do this thing with my watch list where I basically just say, if this... If it gets that thing where it says sold, am I going to feel like this sinking feeling like, ah, oh, I should have bought that. And I figured like, yes, this has been on my watch list for like a month now. And if someone bought it, I'll, I'll probably be sad. And I think eBay gave me like one of those like, oh, the seller offered you 10% off on this. You should buy it. It's a, a sealed copy of Call of Duty that was signed by the Infinity Ward staff. And it was poorly listed, but it was like $100. So it wasn't cheap, but they just said, like, autographed copy of Call of Duty. And the seller didn't know whose signatures they were. But I looked up the signatures, and it's everyone at Infinity Ward. And I could only match up some of them, because signatures are impossible to decipher. But, like, I found, like, the lead animator, and then I found, like, also, like, lady who works at the front desk. So I don't know if it has all the good signatures yet. Uh, but once I have it in my hand, I'll try to identify them. But, like, I don't know. Like, I would be... I know that, like, modern games like that, they have these editions. Like, Uncharted, you'll see copies of Uncharted where, like, 50 people have signed them. And I found enough signatures from people that, like, actually worked on the game and weren't just, like, people who were sitting in desks to be like, all right, I'm just going to buy this. So that was something. And then uh, from Japan, in my monthly box from Japan, I got... The Seiken Densetsu 3 trial version, uh, the trial cartridge. So I, I got the Chrono Trigger cart a month or two back, and now I got Seiken Densetsu 3. Uh, nice. Which used to be a game people cared about back when people cared about playing about video uh, playing video games. Uh, Seiken Densetsu... It's a, it's a mana game. Yeah, so Seiken Densetsu 2 is Secret of Mana. Uh, Seiken Densetsu 3 is the sequel to Secret of Mana that people used to love translating and playing. You know, it, it starts off as such a different game. You're like, what is happening here? Like, you, it it takes a minute to get used to, but it's worth playing. And now there's, like, new versions of it that you can go play. So, like, Legend of Mana. You yeah. Just, you the, can go play. the Switch remake collection. Yeah, Switch. I mean, it's on everything, I think. You can just pretty uh, much. If you want to play it, you can go find it. Fun fact, if I haven't brought it up on the show, there's a Japanese computer game called Saiken Densetsu from the early 80s that has nothing to do with Saiken Densetsu. So don't buy that and think you found the secret first Saiken Densetsu game. You didn't find the secret secret of mana? I did not find the secret secret of mana. What does Saiken Densetsu mean? It's like Legend of the Sword or like Legend of the Holy Sword. It's like the th problem is that it's such a generic name that like something just already had that name when they made it. Every, yeah. every RPG on the planet could have been made right. named that. <laughs> Literally <Yeah>. anything. Legend <laughs> oh, of you Zelda mean could just be Legend of the Holy been, Sword. Yeah. Uh, the, the Excalibur myth is uh, prevalent in, in lots of fantasy. Mm, weird. 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 Yeah. Okay. Um, anything else you want to mention there, no, Tyler? You get any uh, gameplay counselor binders or anything? Oh, no. I got some really exciting stuff, though. Are you ready for all this hot stuff I bought? Is it going to be better than the B game last week? I mean, the B game is a hot title to get. Like, I don't know why you're upset. I'm, I'm it's a sealed, <laughs> literally it's a more sealed expensive copy. than everything I said. Yeah, I'm like it's like a sealed copy too. So I don't know. Back up, back the fuck up, Tower. Like I don't know. Some B game is is where it's at. I don't know. B game's terrible. Um, 
I bought Masters of the Universe, He-Man, the Defender of Grayskull for the PlayStation 2. Oh. No, no, right. PAL exclusive, because oh. uh, by the time you're listening to this, the new He-Man cartoon has come out, and I like He-Man quite a bit, and then there's a game I've been meaning to just buy, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go buy this now, so in case, you know, people get a bug in their ass, and I just don't want to, I don't want to fight people, just like... Um, and I realized I, I bought it from uh, somebody called the Game Shark, but it has not read the Game Shark. How dare he? I know. So, that, I mean, that was upsetting. So, yeah, I got that. That's pretty exciting, right? Should I mention? Ooh. Should I mention something else? Oh, hey, I, I bought an amiibo. That that'll get the kids going, right? Whoa, the Whoa. Zelda and Loftwing. Lofty. Yeah, whatever his name is. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I got that. And I got Skyward Sword because, you know, it's a Zelda game. And I'm not not going to buy it. So I just figured might as well just buy it now. Oh, and I got the Joy-Con. So I ordered them and they did actually come. I was worried they wouldn't. So so you got, got the entire Hype Beast Skyward yeah, Sword yeah. bundle. Everything. Yeah, I got. Done. Yeah, I've, it's a it's a ready-made post. I'm going to grab my gold nunchuck and my gold Wiimote. And then the original Skyward Sword box, I'm going to put them all in my big Instagram. No, I'm not going to do that. I, like, I think I've posted like three times on Instagram in the last two months. I need to start doing it again. But um, yeah, I just haven't had time. And yeah, if I post that, which I would like to, but I will just look like every post you've ever seen on Instagram. I'm like, look at my Amiibo and my Joy-Cons and Skyward Sword, because of course I did. No one gives a shit. Yeah, that's not a that's that's why that's why I would rather take a picture of the B game because at least most of you haven't seen the B game, right? Like, but you've seen a hundred pictures of the Legend of Zelda. The Legend of Zelda is will do a lot better on likes than the fucking B game will. Doesn't matter if people have seen it a thousand times; they're gonna be like, "Yeah, show us the good stuff." So I'm wrong every time. I don't just post Zelda. That's right. Every every post you're not posting Super Mario Brothers three, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, kind of. I wonder I wonder what the curve on likes would be if you just kept posting Mario 3 like every day. <laughs> we should you make an account that only does that, Johnny. The Super Mario 3 account. Oh my god, that would be so funny. That's a good idea. Do it. Yeah, like okay, so let's do it. And then like the first 9 pictures or whatever will be just like sections of the box until it's the full box so it always like like when they look at the account profile, they see a giant picture of the box. I'm in. I'm in for that. So, uh, yeah, let's do. Let's do that. I definitely have time for bullshit games like that. Uh, Johnny, I also bought Skyward Sword. I forgot about that. Um, no, you did too. Like I just, I just buy all the Mario beast. and Zelda games when they come yeah, out. Because um, why even not? Even though I hate you're, the you're game, gonna... like what am I going to do? I'm going to wait two, three years, and I can get it for maybe five dollars less. Like Nintendo games don't go on sale until and they get also like a bullshit na- print. And, and now in the world where people care about prints, you might as well buy it now. You're buying the earlier print. Yeah. Like, what if what if there's a secret misprint variant? Although, like, guy, after 2019, like, everyone's buying all these games to keep sealed. It's not going to be. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. even the Zelda this Wii U, is... the Breath of the Wild Wii U is not rare. Um, but, man, anything after the $100,000 Mario, people are just hoarding sealed right when it comes out. Yep. Uh, it's going to stay sealed right next to that uh, Mario triple pack, the, the new all-stars. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to make a billion dollars one day. Definitely, these are my investment pieces. Uh, dude, someone sell sell Mario, the, the Mario all-stars thing for two grand and then come back to Collector's Quest and shove it in our faces. Yeah, I'd love for it to happen yeah. for you. <laughs> Get that BGA 100. Anyways. 
Uh, did I play anything? Oh, I played Final Fantasy VI because um, I was testing Steam Link before the Pixel remasters come out. Um, play a little more of that. I was going to go play more Mass Effect, but um, I'm now negative one game in my collection uh, because my son destroyed Mass Effect. <laughs> what? He found the button to eject the game. So he was like forcibly pushing it in and out. And then there's like a ridge on the shelf that it was like sliding over to. Cause you kind of have to lift the console a little bit to eject the game. Mm. And he was just like, he had it for maybe three minutes doing that. But by the time I got to it, it was just like, it, it looks like it was only three minutes, but it looks like somebody put it in a blender. And the, the irony of all this too, is that he really likes to watch me play mass effect and he brings it to me to play. But now I can't do that. So now I'm like, I don't want to go buy another Mass Effect. It's still like a $50 game. God damn it. And the worst part about it is the whole stupid game download, and it's just to read the stupid license off the thing, which <laughs> Man, is Johnny extra aggravating. you should have bought that digital copy, huh? Fuck yeah, I should have. You know, I bought digital copies of a lot of games, too, that like that I intend to play. Um, I should have. I, sh- I definitely should have bought a digital copy of that. Is it like polishable? You think you could like? No, no. I'll, I'll send you guys pics. It, it literally, you're like, look at it and be like, how did this even happen? The front, the top of it scratched too. Like everything. I'm just like, it looks like a game that had been sitting out in the mud for six months. I don't even know how it happened. Three minutes. Three minutes and this happened. Yeah. That's, that's what having kids is, people. Three minutes. And uh, if you're not on top of it, boom. So, yeah, I'm glad my son is now. Uh, you know, added his game he's destroyed, so now we've got uh, I got some new stuff in. Hey, hey, thanks, Peaceful, on, on the Discord for sending me all of the Korean Harry Potter games. Uh, not all of hey. them, but oh. almost all of them. So, yeah, he's been over the last couple of months, like, plucking away, finding the Korean Harry Potter games. If you don't know, collecting Korean games is a pain in the ass, and you need to have someone who can help you, and he, he did that for me, so, uh, you know, as my quest to pick up Harry Potter games from all over the world. Uh, you know, he, he got me the Korean ones. So I, now I got a whole slew of Korean games. I'll probably talk about more. I'll probably take pictures of them because uh, it's like Harry Potter. We call next week. So yeah, Ooh, uh, did it. Yeah. Shout out to peaceful games. I also went to him looking for a Korean release of a, a Samsung SPC 1500 game. And he told me it didn't exist. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I've lost all my hope of finding the SPC 1500 release of Super Mario Bros. Special. Oh, because if be someone done. in Korea says, like, it's just not on the internet. It doesn't exist. Like, not that you can't find it. Like, the information about this release doesn't exist. I tend to think it doesn't exist. Yeah. Cool. Do we, do we have anything else to say? Is that the show? Did we do it? Oh, did we, did we do it? Was that a short show? It. What is it? We did we just it. Under, under two, two hours. hours. That. Yeah, we did it. Guys, we did it. Woo! All right, guys, where can we find you? Stefan, tell us. Uh, on Instagram, Art of Nintendo Power with underscores. Uh, on YouTube, straight up Art of Nintendo Power. Uh, for uh, Twitter, that is at Art of NP. Uh, you can also just Google Art of Nintendo Power and you'll find me. I also recently changed my name on Video Game Sage. The last bastion of Archon 1981. I, I changed that to Art of Nintendo Power. So now there's, I don't think there's anywhere the branding else. Branding is complete. That's right. <laughs> I don't think there's anywhere that you can find me as Archon 1981 anymore, except for the neon sign that is still in my game room. 
Yeah, and uh-huh. Archon Turtle, where can we find Archon Turtle? Uh, maybe on the technodrome.com, now that I'm thinking about it. Okay. I'm not sure. I might have just changed that to Archon. But yeah, all right. so all those places. Oh, also, um, September, end of September, um, just you can Google uh, uh, Megabit uh, Convention and uh, in Simi Valley, California, uh, in in September, I will be doing my first um, my first live showing of the art collection since well since ever really because the last time I did a, a showing it was the gameplay concert collection in at Portland nineteen so this is going to be my first showing of the Nintendo Power Art Collection uh, at a live show where you can like get up close and personal and talk to me about it and stuff. So if if that interests you, uh, again, the Megabit Convention in Simi Valley, California, and that's in September. Nice. Yeah. Okay, Tyler, what about you? I'm Default Gen, Default G-E-N. I'm on Instagram, Video Game Stage, and YouTube. Uh, send me a message on Instagram. Yeah, the and the Patreon. Uh, Tyler's on the Patreon. Stefan is occasionally on the Patreon. You can find me on the Patreon, but there's a new place you can find Tyler and also myself. It's on our new podcast, the VHS Investors Podcast. We welcome all VIPs. Uh, stay tuned for more info on that. And that's all I got. Uh, oh, yeah. Look for us on the Patreon, like I was saying. That's uh, www.patreon.com slash collectors quest where you can join for as little as two dollars or as much as six but don't spend more than that uh, also i always forget to say it, but thank you to everyone who does support us we really do appreciate it thanks so much it means a lot to us and we'll see you next time bye that is our show i don't think we talked about that much factual related to games so no errata for this week well wait There was a point where Johnny said numismatists, which are coin collectors, when he meant philatelists, which are stamp collectors. There's your errata for the week. I caught it. Thank you to 8-Bit for the new intro music for the show, A-P-E-Bit, like the monkey, .bandcamp.com. He makes 8- and 16-bit chiptune music, and you can listen to at least a lot of it for free on Bandcamp, so go check him out. And thank you to all of our patrons. Guys, we have 64 patrons. If you're not in the Discord, join our Discord. If you don't know how, message me or Johnny. We'll invite you to the Discord. I'm in there talking with you guys all day about what you're picking up and all that kind of stuff. Thank you, Richard, patron number one, Bowden, Canadian variant alert, Chris Glidden, Nintendo World Champion, Daniel Jaxvik, high-end collector, Andrew Brim, 50 Hertz is good enough for me, Andre, Brian Gupta and Pocky and Rocky with Becky. Mint Condition, Brian J. Mora, Sophisticated Investor, Cart Mageddon, Fat Cat Collector, Chris Jackson, Chris SNK, Too Many NES Accessories, Morozek, Johnny's GBA Hookup, Coffee with Mr. Saturn, Playing with Power, Connor Strange, The Last Game You Need for the Set, Corey O'Brien, Unpunched Hangtab, Dustin Beagle, Eric Addison, I, I keep doing these and I don't give you guys nicknames. Eric Addison, you're not in the Discord, so I don't know anything about you. Gotta Google you. Hopefully you have an Instagram. Also, yeah, every single person who I'm given a nickname, like, I, I try to look you up and give you an appropriate nickname, so if you have a generic nickname, it's because I couldn't figure out anything about you. Ha! Found you! Oh, I've got a Judge Dread pinball machine. Eric Addison, you're the fucking man. It sounds like you had this in your mid-twenties. You might not have this machine anymore, but this is how it goes. I find, like, one thing I like on your Instagram, and that becomes your nickname. So I'm going to give you a a nickname based on a a Judge Dredd pinball machine call-out. 
You might not even like Judge Dredd that much. I don't care. Awesome game. We don't talk about who designed it, though. He might be in jail now. He has returned to judge this city. Eric Addison, man of Nintendo in the world of Nintendo, Funky Brewsta, the actual Shinobi, Jasonic the Kid. Also, yeah, the actual Shinobi, Jasonic the Kid. Guess which patron has a Shinobi arcade machine? Yeah, I find one picture and that's your nickname, guys. Jeff the Game Boy, Farris, Lance, Lord Hardstyle Z, The Degenerate, Matt Fall, Funko Land employee, Platform Agnostic, Red the Game Shark. The Famicom Box Retro Game Enthusiast, Sean, The Gamer Collective, Previously Unknown Variant, Tim Walker, Can't Put Limits on Collecting, VG Collectaholic, The Millennium, Will Joe, Keeper of the Zelda Variant, Zero X Def Code, Getting the Full PS2 Set, Because Stefan Won't, All Caps, The Official Seal of Quality, Andy Jill Selector, What a 9.8 A++ Benji, The Actually Rare, Bird Dog Gaming, Brandon Rogers, whose favorite episode is the wrestling episode. The strictly limited super rare Bruno. Still finding deals in 2021 somehow. Colton Murphy. David Green, he's got that on vinyl. Derek Lauer, who made me edit this show. Don Libby, the hero of time. Jeremy Jarvis, here for the Pog Talk. Jim Jacobs, world record holder of best collection. Red Pyramid Thing, Jonathan Shados. Video game art collector, because video games are art. Justin Chichio. Lateral Movement, who's got a Donkey Kong kill screen coming up. Michael, posting in the Discord right now, Chiara Monty, Nick the Video Game Database Morgan, Homebrew Mastermind Divertov, the other guy who collects Korean releases, Peaceful Games, Dungeon Master Reed Stubinick. That's right, Reed, you posted like, what, three things in the Discord, and one of them was that you're playing D&D, so I just take it, and that becomes your nickname. Welcome to the Collector's Quest Patreon. The Promoter Retro RPG Podcast, Tex, who collects for Jaguar, Tom, Obscure Variant Chaser Chase, Zaventorian, he knows all 97 Nintendo games, Andrew, actually collecting N-Gage O, B-Nugs, B-Nugs, Colby, he is Sinistar, Corhagen does what Nintendo don't, Daniel McArdle, who thought this was the Retronauts Patreon, the Xbox Authority, Danny Gomez, the Philatelist, not the numismatist, Dork Overlord, my childhood PlayStation idol, Game-Rave.com, John actually plays his games, Champity, Joseph Rogers got 50,000 on Double Dragon, Sam, Sega Mark Three Marks, and Sean, the video game Illuminati LaCroix. Thank you guys so much. Did I have anything else? No. <laughs>